Order in the court. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Court here with Tyler on our podcast number two, broadcasting live from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. How you doing, Tyler? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm glad we uh, finally got back around to uh, recording another podcast here. Hopefully in 2020, we can make this more of a regular thing. Yeah, we uh, we dropped the ball a little bit and we apologize, but we'll do. Uh, I, I think we'll go to try to get one out once every two months at the very least, maybe more. Depends on if the fans have questions, though, you know. Let's see what's uh, what's up on our topics here. All right, let's do it. Questions from the fans. All right, first up, I think the fans want to know how your holidays went. Uh, that was That's a good question. Thanks for asking. Uh, for me, they went well. I spent Thanksgiving in Kentucky with uh, my in-laws. Uh, actually had some bad news, though. Right when I got back, we had to put our our dog down Dax after 15 years. So that was tough. And then the very next day came down with neurovirus, which put me out for a long time, probably about a month. Yeah, man, it, it was brutal. And uh, probably the worst sickness I've ever had. Rivaline mono. You think it was uh, worse than mono, man? It was bad. It was bad. Oof. Anyways, we probably don't want to get into details on yes. that. But then we spent uh, Christmas in Washington state with my family and uh, Kelly and I went out there, had a great time. And as always, did it Clark W. Griswold style. How, how about you, Tyler? What'd you do? Uh, mainly went to Texas for Thanksgiving and the New Year uh, for Christmas. I ended up going to Florida, you know, just kind of making the rounds, seeing the grandparents. And uh, it was right fun, on. man. We had a good chill holiday season. Nice. And definitely enjoyed some of the gifts that uh, a few of y'all sent. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. We appreciate those. And, uh, Man, not every not every band and artist get cool things from fans. Nah, you got so. some killer fans out there, man. That's right. I think the best in the biz. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, what, man, the holidays are great. But I'm ready to get back to work and uh, see what uh, 2020 brings. Right on. Me too, man. Uh, we got another question out there that I think the fans want to know what what kind of music are you listening to right now? So who are some of your favorite artists? Now, is this just like on my playlist? Yeah, like say you're going to the gym or drive, taking a drive to Kentucky. What are you, what are you putting on, uh, on the radio? You know, I, uh, I mixed up. I, I have a quick change finger. I don't know. My wife gets mad at me for changing the channel so much when we're driving to Kentucky or wherever because I'm, uh, what is it, ADD? I can't listen to a full song for yeah, some it's reason. It's definitely a problem with uh, Apple Music these days. It allows you just to switch to the next thing so That's quickly. Exactly. As always, I always listen to Imagine Dragons. Those are my favorites. Those guys are. Um, I listen to some various DJs on my road trips. Uh, I, I like house music and EDM, so I like to listen to that kind of stuff. That's what I also work out to usually. And uh, I've kind of been into listening back to some some 90s country right now some alan some george that kind of stuff how about you man i'm always throwing on pantera at the gym and listening to more rock do you have any newer uh country? <laughs> no no pantera i'm just joking <laughs> right on do you do you have any like newer artists in town that have maybe have been releasing music lately that uh you're into you got any buddies that you write with or anything that you want to give um, a shout out to who, so a few uh, people 
I guess that uh, have some new stuff that just came out or coming out soon. Some of my friends who I write with and whatnot uh, or perform with. Nick Allagood had a new song come out just uh, just the other day. Check that one out. Um, forgot the name of it, but check out Nick Allagood. It'll be his most recent. Uh, what about Jillian Cardarelli? You yes. were just telling me the other day about a song that... Yeah, Jillian has a new one coming out, and uh, when is that coming out? Do you know, Tyler? I do not know, but for uh, if any of y'all out there don't know who she is, she was one of the writers on What Were We Drinking? Yeah, and Electricity. Oh, I didn't know that. And it comes out this Friday, Jillian's, and it's called Cool Girl. Oh, okay, right on. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, Jillian always has a smooth uh, voice, and her songs are always fun, so make sure to check out Jillian. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Lance and Leah too. They play at, uh, some spots we play at. Yep. Old red, uh, Aldine's tequila. We run, we run into them a lot. There's some good people. And I think they're, they're funding a new record right now. They're trying to get funding for it. Um, I donated to it cause they're always real nice to, to us whenever we see their Yeah. Really hardworking, hardworking duo. Um, are they married? I'm not sure. I, they might be. I can't remember. Um, another fan out there was wondering why do artists not sell CDs as often anymore at their shows? Like for instance, why can't they buy one of your CDs the next time they see you? Yeah, I get that question a lot um, between sets or after before shows. And you know, I love having an, I'm like with the fans, it's always nice to have uh, hard CDs, but the reason I don't sell them all the time at shows at this point is because when you make an order for all the discs, they like if when you get them printed, they make you have a minimum usually. And it's like, if you don't print 500, you're, you're getting, you're not getting a good price on it. So it's basically a rip off. If you have to print 50, I mean that price of a CD they're they're going to spend at your show. They could, probably just get a subscription to Apple music or Spotify for the month and have all of them and have everybody. Yep. And if you don't use, uh, don't use those, you can also go on Amazon and Amazon. You can actually buy a hard CD. It's not packaged exactly like I would, but it has the cover of it and they print it in an Amazon way, which gives you the hard disc. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's, it's like 10 bucks. It's good to know. Yeah. Wow. All right, another question out there. The fans want to know, what are some of your most memorable shows? It can be embarrassing or just some of your favorite venues, just memories that you'll never forget. Uh, we've, we've talked about this at some point with uh, some group, but uh, I always like to say that every, every show is memorable in its own way, obviously, whether it's a stadium show with a festival, I mean, or a little bar that we play in to 10 people. Um, but some of my most memorable are Watershed this past summer, Oregon Jamboree. This, we played there like four or five times, um, and we always have a great time there. Yeah, those are great. Outside of the big festivals, some of the memories that always stick out to me are the early days, you know, like when we used to go down to Tequila, West Palm Beach. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, we were down there for like a week straight, and it was really, you know, it was a, a young time for the band and, and Dude, getting to know each other. And While you're on that West Palm Beach, because I want to hear what other ones you have, but remember when we would just ball down there and our my Yukon pulling the trailer 
and it would be like a 15 hour drive or something. Oh, 16, 17. Oh, it, 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 it was, it was brutal. But, uh, I remember getting tickets late at night because we'd pull off the wrong exits and all sorts oh, of burning stuff. burning through the easy pass or yeah. easy tag or whatever. Those yeah. were definitely good times though. Yeah. I mean, we'd go and we'd play the late night shift and then we'd go out to the bars afterwards, you know, spend the day at the beach. It was a cool bonding time for a, a band in its earliest stages with all the members getting to know each other for sure. Yeah. And then of course you can't forget anytime at Florabama, there's going to be something that's memorable. I mean, there's been for times sure. I remember being on stage and a huge roach flying off the PA onto Donnie's uh, snare drum and hearing him scream and run off stage. Talk about an embarrassing moment. Man, that, yeah, I remember several of those scaring Donnie. He would, he would make that sound like, ah, you know, he would freak out and it was, it was funny. Yeah, it was great. I mean, just, it gets wild down there for sure. If you've never seen a show at the Floribama, I mean, we've ended up, doing multiple beer bongs while playing on stage there. Yeah, you. what is your record down there? I, I don't even know. Tyler usually has a green beer bong. He gave it away recently, used it yep. in, at Watershed, but it was called I Got Bonged. It said on it. Sorry, I got a new one for uh, Halloween recently. It's a Skull beer bong. It's pretty oh, sweet. sweet. But not to forget, you did use Bongzilla down there too once. Oh, boy. Yeah, it that had lives like at Florida's band house, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh boy! Didn't you also have an incident at the stage one time down on Broadway? Uh, yeah, that's that's memorable for me. Uh, I I believe I, we were playing the song "Cruise," if I remember right. Oh boy! Yeah, and this was this is when it first came out, and you had people that loved it, and you had people that hated it. And there was this young girl who uh, it was packed in there that night, and I, I used to wear my cowboy hat on stage, and she was pissed. And she took her beer bottle, which was half full or whatever, I don't know, and hurled it at me, <laughs> like threw it. She was probably 10, 10 feet away. And it, I saw it coming. It dodged off the brim of my cowboy hat. And um, I had like, I kind of like stopped the show at that point and I pointed at her and got her kicked out uh, of the stage. But like it, it was dangerous. And then the next night we played at Second Fiddle, she showed up again. Oh boy! Yeah, and uh, it w there was a scene, and we had her kicked out of second fiddle too. <laughs> hey, at least it didn't hit you. That's right. Is it, that the only the, time the you've beer had bottle didn't happen again? She just showed up. Yeah, just to like whatever. Is that the only time you've had anything thrown at you? Um, other than money or bras. We've at had the some bras at Florvana, which is kind of a tradition down there. Um, that's always fun. What can you think of anything else? Oh, you know, like when you forget the lyrics to songs Ooh, and blame yeah. it on the, everybody in the band by pointing at them. <laughs> I have a problem with remembering. I, I I attribute it to being hit and having multiple concussions in high school football. And uh, I I honestly think I have brain damage in that. I can't remember things. It's crazy. I mean, there is also probably six hundred songs <laughs> in your. In it's your true. catalog of covers it, to learn. It, it's true, but the the time the times I really think about oh what's coming next, what what verse is coming next, that's when I forget. When I when I'm not thinking about it, that's when they just roll. You yeah, know? that definitely happens to me with guitar solos a lot too. Well, that uh, if you think of any more, definitely uh, let me know. But I'm going to move on here. Another fan was wanting to know, as an independent artist, what can the fans do to help you out since you don't have the support yet of a major label or pub, you know, publishing or anything, what can they do to help you out? 
So continuing to uh, um, download anything I put out, obviously, stream, put it on repeat when you're at your office. Like the more streams we can get, just just to boost numbers helps out if when the time comes and I, I get an opportunity to possibly sign with someone or something, they can look at those things and say, oh yeah, he's got good streams here. Like it all, it doesn't make or break an artist, but it helps. If that Definitely. I think being active on social media, anytime court may ask a question or post or whatever, if it's a simple like or an emoji on there or whatever activity looks good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, and tagging different things, uh, and that, that can come. Is that a question today about the venues? Um, we can we can roll under that here. Yeah, but I, also aside from that, I mean, Court offers a lot of incentives to be active on there. I mean, not only is there's always free giveaways and things like that. So I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, thanks for bringing that. Up. I try to you know get people excited about things, and um, even though it comes out of my the comes out of my pocket regarding shipping and all that those costs. You know, I think it's worth it to have people engaging with me because that just brings more people in. And if someone sees John Doe doing something, then they might get interested. So um, I think it's worked for me over the years. Yeah. And anytime you're at a show, definitely, you know, maybe take a quick pic or video and, and post it live or whatever to help us out. You know, don't don't spend your whole time on the show, do, you know, watching try to watch us. Don't just spend the whole time on social media, but it does help us out to post For sure. something while you're there and, and get the word out and posting, tagging us like all the players who are in the video plus the bar. So the bar knows that people are there having a good time. Yeah. With us. It helps us get rebooked and, yeah. and they get to see that we've brought people in. So that's great, man. I saw one of your most recent posts lately was asking the fans what venues they recommended for you to play. So what, say a fan has a venue in their hometown or near them that they have recommended to you, what what are some steps that they can take to help you out with the booking process or to help inform you about the club so you can reach out? And you're probably referring to the thing I just posted the other day, like tag your favorite venue. Yes. So tagging your venue, venue helps because that, Give, sends the venue a notification and then if Joe's Lounge has never heard of us and you tag Joe's Lounge then they're going to get the notification and say oh who's this person and who's Court Carpenter maybe we should look into him and then that opens up the door for me when I start sending out booking requests to these places they'll say oh yeah I remember people tagging him in this. So yeah, he has a fan base because if you don't show a fan base in the area, they're hesitant, especially when you're unsigned or not a big you know, poster name act or whatever. So they want to make money and they just don't want to bring in some schlub. Yeah. They don't and, want you to bring five people to their bar. They want to make sure you have a draw. And, and especially a lot of bands who are inquiring to book at any club are just that they're not like, you know, they could be a garage band or something. So they try to avoid, they, they try to send you through the process and, and it, it helps big time by tagging and tagging and tagging because the more you tag, the better. Yeah. And you know, not all venues, um, are, are right for this situation. Um, you know, there definitely has to be 
an agreement between the artist and the venue. We can't just drive, you know, 600 miles to go play for $200. Correct. And, and I get that a lot. Like come, come out to Maine and, and play, you know, play this little lounge or bar or whatever. And then I say, okay, I look into it and it, it might be something that's definitely not something we should do, but they're going to say, Hey, we'll pay you $350 to come out to Maine. It's like, uh, that's going to cost gas money, $350 to get out there. And none of us yeah, are going to play for free. Cause this is our business. This is our profession and we need clubs. We're going to make clubs and venues yeah. money, no doubt by like keeping people there. And that's one thing we do. I think, well, even if we can't make it full band, we do try to make it out to places, even to do acoustic shows. If maybe it's not financially, you know, if we're not able to do that with a full band, we might be able to make it work acoustic. Yeah, no doubt. And that's something that I always like to shout out at the shows. Like you and I go out, we'll go out for any duo thing. And Hey, if you want a backyard party or anything like that. And I saw some people tag, Hey, play in my backyard. Oh, we'll play in your backyard, but no it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be $300 because there's travel costs. There's PA PA system that we bring. There's also days that I have to pay you out to be out. You know, there's, it's all a, a thing. It all works together in, yeah, we have to make sure the logistics make sense for sure. You know, but we definitely want to make it to everywhere that we can. So keep, keep posting, keep tagging, letting us know. And, and we're going to try to make it, make it work, you know, and, and try to make it out to as many places as we can. And one last thing is with festivals, uh, we've over the past five years, we've gotten in, into some huge festivals and even on the main stage of some of them, just for the fact that I've been persistent with contacting them after our fan base has been tagging them and writing messages, like write them a message, a DM, tag them, call them, email them and say, Hey, bring court carpenter and the band to wherever. Like the festivals are a big thing because they're usually just booking signed acts. Persistence does pay off and it, and it shows them that you have loyal fans that will show up Correct. to the festival. Correct. So like, let's keep pounding those and uh, good things will come. I promise. Right on. Well, thank you guys for, for all of your hard work and doing that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Keep on going. And, uh, it's very much appreciated by all of us. Thank you. All right, let's see what else we have here. I think we have a couple other topics coming up, so we're going to move on from the questions. What's next? All right, so what does 2020 look like for you? Uh, it's looking looking like a positive year so far. We're starting to get our bookings in for the year. Uh, starting in, we've gotten a couple of um, corporate things going on before March, which is, which is nice. Um, those are always good to pick up during the slow season and then March comes and that's where we'll start our 2020 road stuff. And, uh, I haven't figured out if we're going to be naming a tour this year or not, but maybe we can open that up for suggestions. Um, we can maybe have a fan name it this year or something. Yeah. We're in the process of booking right now throughout the yeah, we're, we're we're booked scattered through a few few different months. Um, but regarding our Nashville shows, we're in a predicament right now where our guy that books us it, it's not consistently ahead of schedule. So if you're looking to come see us in Nashville, we usually play on Friday nights, and come spring or March, I'm assuming that's going to be more consistent. But uh, just always write in if you don't see it on our calendar. And our calendars at my website. Yeah, just always, always keep a look 
um, look out on Instagram, Facebook. I know for sure here in January, we've got a couple writers rounds coming up. So if you're really into the original music and probably a more intimate experience and you're in town, um, definitely come out and see us. Yeah, we have several. We have one uh, down in Franklin in a couple of weeks. Never, the Mockingbird Theater or something. I saw that on the calendar. I don't think I've ever been down there. What is that event about? It's just a writer series. Uh, it is down in Franklin, so we're trying to recruit some people down there. That's and a really cool spot if ne- uh, if nobody's been down there. Franklin, a lot of cool shops. And oh, yeah. Is it in the downtown area? I think it. I think it's close because okay. it's it's called like the Mockingbird Theater, and I think it's an older. It's really thin. It's probably like five or six seats wide, but it like looks down kind of. It's not yeah. like the Columbia Theater or nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, I've never been to that theater, but downtown Franklin, I have been down there and a lot of cool spots to eat and shop. And, you know, if For you want to sure. get out of Nashville a little bit, it's just a little bit. Uh, it's, a, it's a different experience. Yeah. What? Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything or not, but I hear you may have a new song coming out. Ooh, you spilled the beans, bro. You spilled them. Uh, Yeah, I do. And I'll announce it right here because this will probably come out after it's already been announced. Uh, But I'm going to be releasing a new song uh, called One Thing, and it is releasing on Valentine's Day. Oh, nice. February 14th. It's a love song, and it's something that I think a lot of people who are in love or who had love or whoever can uh, relate to and 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 really enjoy is this um wh- where did you record the song can you give us a little background of maybe who wrote it maybe who produced it some musicians that played on it Where'd yeah you um it so we cut it at the ruckus room and uh that's, that's where, where you- i've been recording like my last five songs yep and i'm enjoying it there man nick nick gibbons behind the board and jamie tate he's usually does some stuff but in my opinion it's some of your best um, production yet and more true to who you are as an artist. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's, I feel, I feel like at home there and it's easy to record and I don't feel pressure. Like, you know, sometimes when you're in a studio, you feel pressure to get it in the first take or whatever. And then, yeah, I think it's important that you feel comfortable and you're allowed to create the best art possible. Yeah. So who were some of the musicians uh, that he used on the session? Do you remember? Man, I don't remember names. I'm, I'm horrible at that. But it's always Ruckus Room always brings in uh, um, solid players, uh, usually A-list guys. I mean, whenever I tell you, you're always like, oh, those guys are great. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the guys you've used in the past have definitely been on pretty much anything you hear on the radio right now. Uh-huh. Same same players. Same players. That, and they're... If you don't know what a studio musician is, Tyler can kind of explain that for you. Well, yeah, here in Nashville, you there's a separation. You have your guys that go out and play live, which is what I do. And then typically you have session musicians that just stay in town and record, you know, the songs for the artist. So that's what we just call session musicians. They don't normally go out and play live like the rest of so us. So those musicians, though, the studio guys, the guys who you hear playing on Luke Combs or Thomas Rhett or whatever they just get hired to go studio to studio, right? Yep. And and, and they may do two or three sessions a day. At different studios. Yep. Cool. And going back to the new release, one thing, uh, we'll have the cover art and all that stuff out soon uh, for the pre, pre-release pre and all that stuff. So please spread the word about that. Uh, the songwriters for this song um, 
I, I picked it up from some other guys, uh, Arliss Albrighton, who wrote two of my songs in the past, So Long and also Crazy Like That. Um, he writes tons of awesome songs. Um, Chris Bano and Brandon Chase were also the, the, the three songwriters on that one. Awesome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to releasing it. So mark your calendars for Valentine's Day. So he, he wrote Crazy Like That. What was the other one? So Long. Oh, wow. We've got, we need to pull those out of the archives and uh, yeah. surprise a couple people with those. I know. So Long is probably one of my favorites still. I, for some reason, it hits home and, you know, I just like that song. It's one of Maybe, the first ones. Uh, Maybe our next acoustic gig, we may pull some of those out. Let's let's do it. I'd like to see some uh, some footage of that too. Maybe post it if anybody happens to capture that. All right, let's see what other topics we have. Nashville favorites. All right, this is a segment where we like to talk about some of the some of our favorite things to do in town. Uh, maybe favorite bands to go see. It could be restaurants. It could be just different activities that like we like to do outside of music. So core, do you have anything you want to tell the fans? Yeah, about? I, I always, uh, Kelly and I, my wife, Kelly and I get out and try new restaurants and also visit the same ones that we love over and over. But, uh, some of the new ones that I have recently been to that I'm kind of digging are that I rec- definitely recommend you guys going to, uh, when you get to Nashville is there's one new Mexican restaurant right behind the Gulch called super Rica. And it is, it's right next to Patagonia, um, like a street behind the Gulch. Again, it's Super Rica, and it is the bomb. It's, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it, that it's out. probably my new favorite. Um, I think it puts like San, San Diego to shame, but uh, it's, if you go there, get the enchiladas if you like that. Oh, man, they're so good. And it's just a cool atmosphere. And another place, that Kelly and I went to a couple months back. It's called the Stateside Kitchen, and it's in the Dream Hotel, which is right behind Printer's Alley. So I think on the other side of Printer's Alley, that might be fourth or third or third, maybe. I'm not. I'm not really sure to be honest. They've got a lot of cool stuff over there though, too. Like yeah. the uh, Skulls Rainbow Lounge. Go get a cocktail yeah. in there. Yeah, cool that's always spot. fun. Um, and also right next to the Dream Hotel is another hotel. I think it's called the McClendon or something. And uh, you can go upstairs and they have a rooftop, which is totally sick. It's awesome. Everybody's got a rooftop these days now, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. But it's like it's a hotel rooftop, but it, they've converted it into this really, really cool thing. It's more of like a trendier style, I guess. It's not just a beer bar, but uh, definitely check that out. But go to Stateside Kitchen and get the steak. It is the bomb. If you're looking for a cool brunch spot, I stumbled upon a new place called the Hampton Social, which is off of First, kind of near, yeah, about First and Broadway down there near the river. And they've got it to where during the summer they're going to open up all the all the sides so it's just open to the street and they have live music. And it's just a really cool uh, brunch spot where it looks like they serve drinks in these, almost looks like a big shell. Oh, cool. You know, and, and they mix all the the drink right there and in the shell and you can share it with your friends. It's like a punch bowl, but it's like in a shell. Is that the place that has, that I've been seeing on social media? It has like cool ambiance where people are taking pictures in front of the walls and stuff. A lot of Instagram posts coming out of that place. Yep. I think it might be the new spot. Yeah. That's like, it's like two blocks behind Acme, right? Yep. Yep. Towards like, uh, ascend. Yeah. And for any, any of you out there that have, been coming to Nashville for years and remember Paradise Park that used to be on Broadway. Well, it's back. 
and it's now inside of the downtown sporting club, they, which was the old Paradise Park. And I guess a lot of locals kept complaining about how they missed it. So they brought it back and they even still have the $6 Natty Light pitchers. Really? Probably the cheapest place they, on Broadway to drink. So you showed me that a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't see a sign for it. Is it there's no sign yet for I, it? Yeah, I don't even know if they're going to make one, but might I have be, not seen a sign yet. Might be like a word of mouth hidden yep. Nashville gym. A lot of killer downtown bands are playing in it. And it's definitely one of the first places that I hit up when I moved here. So I'm happy that it's back. And do they? do you know if they have late night grub? I, I don't know. I haven't been there late night yet. All right. But I have to let them know the next podcast if uh, if I find out more. Our old bass player used to go get tater tots there at like six in the morning. Oh, yeah. The cheeseburger place right there that was connected yeah. to it. Yeah. I don't know if that's there yet or not. But uh, yeah, definitely. And if anybody's also looking to maybe go grab a drink and do something different than music, there we do have a new Top Golf in town. For sure. That's I've been there multiple times. It's always a blast. Good drinks, good, good service. They got like 200 bays for golfing. Even if you are shitty at golf, it doesn't matter. I take my wife there. She can't really hit the ball, um, but it's just fun. It's just it's easy going and uh, definitely gets you off get, gets you off Broadway for a while if you're looking for something yeah. else. Well, I, I take back what I said. You may not be able to get away from music there. They do have a venue that's connected to that's it. That's true, and but they it, do have radio going or songs going. Yeah, on. that's true. But I mean, away from like the the normal Broadway scene. Yeah, for sure. And awesome. you never, and just to go on that, you never know who's golfing over there. I, I've been over there when lots of bigger people, who, in the, the stars are over there. Oh yeah, doing everybody stuff. loves uh, Top Golf. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, I think that about wraps it up today. We appreciate you tuning in, and uh, also mark your calendars for February fourteenth. My new song, One Thing, is coming out. And uh, make sure you tell all your friends, leave reviews on iTunes, all that good stuff, and spin it even when you're sleeping. See you guys later. Peace out, guys. We'll see you next time.